the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. We're back with Dr. Joel Wallach. We're talking about you and your health. Details again on the web at 860health.com. That's 860health.com. All right, back to more of your calls. We're going to go next to uh, Kenneth in San Jose. Kenneth, thanks for holding. You're on Lifeline with Dr. Joel Wallach. Welcome. Yes. How are you doing, doctor? Fine, sir. How can we help you? Doing great. I'm, I'm actually driving, but my phone is uh, uh, its not going to keep me from uh, not paying attention to the road. But I wanted uh, a couple of questions. I have my wife here. Um, I wanted to ask you about a good, uh, a good all-around supplement. Uh, I'm normally a healthy, pretty healthy guy. Eat, eat healthy pretty much. We just not get a chance to do a lot of exercise or really even walking because we, we work so much. We have a business. And okay. so I want my wife to, uh, uh, she, uh, she had contracted cancer, the Lord bless her, she don't have it now, but she's in a uh, maintenance program, and she's having a lot of problems with her uh, neuropathy. neuropathy. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that we can do, um, okay, no. any okay, supplement that can help her with that? Okay, stop. Now, the neuropathy, you're talking about burning and numbness and pain in her feet because of a, a low back problem? Um. Or is it in her hand? Uh, no. Uh, feet. Her feet. Her legs. Okay. And so um, how much does she weigh? How much does your wife weigh? 190. Okay. And how tall is she? She's 5'7". Um, okay. Yeah, 5'7". For a lady, I'd like to see her um, weigh maybe uh, 160, 155, 160 for a lady. So she's maybe uh, 30 pounds or so, 30, 40 pounds overweight, and um, when you have neuropathies of the feet, you have degenerative disc disease um, in the back, and as the vertebrae get closer together, they smash the roots of the sciatic nerves in the lumbar area of the back, causing the pain to be found and burning and numbness in your toes and feet, and when she lays down, does this get better or worse? Uh, no, no, worse. Worse. I rub it down. I know the rubber, you know, feeding stuff down with uh, got some type of a uh, Okay, so, okay, so when she lays down, this, this neuropathy in her feet gets worse, okay? That, uh, that's called restless yes. leg syndrome, okay? And it's very common. And so, first of all, you, you've asked me about six questions, so I'm going to start answering them here. Um, question number one, is there a basic formula you can take to prevent problems before you get problems? It's kind of like putting oil in your car before your engine burns up. Nobody waits. If you're a sane person, you don't wait until the engine burns up in your car to put oil in the car. You put oil in the car to prevent the engine from burning up. You do not put you do not put Texas dirt in your car. You don't put dirt from Texas in your car instead of oil to save money, because you know there's bound to be some oil in there, because that's dirt from Texas. You put oil in your car. Well, the same thing is true. You have to eat right. Stay away from all the bad foods: the fried foods, processed meats, oils, and glutens, wheat, bread, and oats. Stay away from sugar. You got to stay away from um, things like carbonated drink. All that stuff's got to go. Fried foods and so on. That's all got to go. And then we have a basic program. It's called the Healthy Start Pack. It actually has 248 nutrients in it, 90 of which we know 
uh, for a fact that they are an essential nutrients. There's over 900 different diseases you can prevent and reverse using these uh, 90 essential nutrients. And so we recommend that people take the Healthy Start Pack, one per 100 pounds of body weight, even if they don't have a health fund. They just want to just guarantee they're getting all 90 essential nutrients because you know it's problematic to find them in your food. So you're going to give yourself some insurance. You take one Healthy Start Pack per 100 pounds of body weight per month, and that's going to give you all the known essential nutrients. Now, when you have something like a history of some cancer, you want some antioxidants to actually support your immune system, okay? And so in addition to the Healthy Start Packs, um, for your wife, I would go ahead and have her take two Healthy Start Packs, okay? Full dose everything twice a day. I'd also have her get uh, three bottles of our Ultimate Selenium. So she could take three at breakfast, three at lunch, three at dinner time. Or take three of those bottles a month to pull that off. And they're particularly useful. Um, enormous amount of research. Post-cancer, pre-cancer, stop cancer, support your immune system when you have cancer. And so selenium is a very, very important supplement here to add to the healthy start packs. Okay? And I have her take nine of those a day because she weighs 190. Now, to help her lose weight, we actually have a little bit of a supplement called Rev, R-E-V. It's a liquid dropper bottle. She could put a dropper full, not a drop, but a dropper full under her tongue, 30 minutes for each meal. That one bottle is going to last her a month because there's enough for three droppers full a day, one uh, 30 minutes for breakfast, one 30 minutes for lunch, one 30 minutes for dinner time. And after seven to ten days, she'll begin to lose a half a pound to two pounds a day. There might even be days where she'll lose three, four, five pounds in a day. This will all be very healthy because she's taking the 90 essential nutrients. And um, as long as she stays on her 90 essential nutrients, she'll never gain the weight back. Because being overweight is due to a deficiency of certain nutrients that are found in a certain class of nutrients. And these are, are no longer found in your food in optimal amounts. In some cases, they're just not there at all. And so it's very common for people to have diabetes and cancer, heart disease, as well as being overweight. They all kind of go together, not because of genetics, but because the food we're consuming no longer has all these nutrients to prevent and reverse these problems. All right. That uh, that cover your questions there? Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks yeah. so much for your call. Let's see here. we got time here before the break. Slip one more caller in. Let's go next to uh, David in San Leandro. David, call, let me mention, by the way, the website again. You want to get more information about any of Dr. Wallach's uh, books, videos, or other Supplements, you can get details at 860health.com, 860health.com. Okay, David in San Leandro, you're up next. Come on in with your comment or question for Dr. Joel Wallach. Good evening. Thank you, Dr. Wallach. Uh, my question is a little easier. I just want to know if the eggs that you're saying we should be eating, per, you know, however many per day, do they have to be like pasture-raised eggs or cage-free eggs or just direct no. over-the-counter, you know? Yeah, see, I, see I, don't, I don't mind the, the, the chicken being um, kept in a cage and laying eggs because the chicken in the cage is going to get all 90 essential nutrients, that alfalfa pellet. The one that is range-fed, where they're just out running around out in the pasture, you don't know how many minerals there are in that pasture. And so it's going to be highly variable. When you get range-fed chickens laying eggs, you might have 12 minerals in the eggs in one, from one chicken, and then if the eggs come from another state, you might get 22 minerals and so forth. And so uh, you're not likely to get all 60 you need. Where the ones that are raised in a cage, even though they're a little bit crazy, okay, because of behavioral problems, because they're locked up in a cage, they're getting all the 90 cents of nutrients, so, and they, which they pass on into that egg. And so those are the ones I like. I like the ones that come from caged chickens. 
All right, there's your answer. David, we appreciate so much your call. Uh, Dr. Wallach, I, I don't want to uh, be presumptive here, but can we, can we uh, presume for a moment we can take a little bit more of your time? Oh, please. Okay, uh, great. If you're willing to stay on for another segment here, we've got a full switchboard, and I want to try to get as many callers on as we possibly can here uh, tonight. We are privileged to have join us on the program biomedical research pioneer, Dr. Joel Wallach. Dr. Wallach is renowned for his groundbreaking research on the health benefits of selenium and other minerals. He has co-authored more than 70 articles uh, or written and published in peer-reviewed journals and also uh, contributed to some 13 major medical books and we're entertaining your questions tonight about health care a lot of folks of course we talked about this earlier in the show medical industry is uh, going great guns we've got perhaps one of the most advanced medical industries in the world and yet while americans might be living longer we are not living healthier and you look at the rise in things like diabetes and obesity and certain types of cancer, autism, coronary artery disease, Parkinson's, on and on the list goes, you have to say, what's going on? A lot of it has to do with our diet and the fact that our fruits and vegetables are no longer farm fresh. They are factory fresh, right? It's about business. And so what do you do? Well, Dr. Wallach is here tonight to answer your questions regarding whatever health issue you might be facing. And to join the conversation, it's toll-free at 888-367-5329-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. Dr. Wallach has been gracious enough to hang out with us for another segment here. So uh, this is your chance. I've got one line that still remains open. If you want to hop in, get a chance to talk to Dr. Wallach on the air, do so right now, 888 888- Three six seven five three two nine triple eight F O R K F A X. I mentioned too. If you want to get more information about Dr. Wallach or um, any of his books and videos and uh, health supplements, you can go online to eight sixty health dot com eight sixty health dot com or call six five zero seven three three ninety three fifty five six five zero seven thirty three ninety three fifty five. All right, time out. Update on traffic. Back with more of your questions for Dr. Joel Wallach. Right now, we've got questions for. Michael Bennett about traffic, and I bet he's got an answer or two uh, from the KFAX Traffic Center. Michael. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. All right, we're back to the conversation with Dr. Joel Wallach. Information, by the way, on the web at 860health.com. That's 860health.com. Let's head up next to one of my favorite parts of the Bay Area, Napa. We've got Eleanor on the line. Eleanor, thanks for your call. Come on in with your question for Dr. Joel Wallach. Hello? Hello. Go right ahead, Eleanor. Yes, uh, I I don't fry anything in any oil. I just use uh, good, uh, how you say, uh, uh, arrowhead water to cook my my vegetables in and steam them in. But I want to ask just three quick questions. One, I do take uh, 100% organic, uh, extra virgin olive oil, cold pressed. And like I say, I just use it straight from the bottle. Uh, Is that a good olive oil? Well, there are no good olive oils, because even olive oil oxidizes and turns into trans fats, heterocycumines, and acrylamides. The um, Mediterranean diet was actually a, um, a fraudulent, non-research bit of information that was perpetuated to sell a product, um, and started out in two, uh, excuse me, uh, 1901 as a smokeless, um, synthetic uh 
lubricant for diesel engines for German submarines. And after the after the First World War, they converted it into soap. They couldn't sell the soap because everybody's making their own soap. So make a long story short, by the 1940s, they convert they sold the, the this um, synthetic smokeless uh, lubricant for diesel engines for German submarines to Procter and Gamble here in the states, and they couldn't sell it as soap either. So they converted it into a cooking chardonnay called Crisco. And they couldn't sell it because Grandma loved her lard, butter, cream, and eggs. That was 30 generations of grandmas before her. And so, just to make a long story short, Ms. Ansel Keys, who's the head of the Department of Medicine at uh, the uh, medical school uh, in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, he was on the board of Procter & Gamble. He was on, also on the board of the American Heart Association. He brokered the deal by which Procter & Gamble gave the American Heart Association in 1952 $1.7 million, which is kind of chump change today for big institutions, but back then it was a lot of money, to endorse Crisco as a healthier way to eat. No research, no experiments, no studies in animals or people. Then um, he went to an advertising firm and said, how do we really sell this stuff? And they said, well, you got to demonize what Grandma's doing. And so they began to demonize cholesterol and saturated fat and get them to eat what they called, and again, this is fraudulent, the Mediterranean diet and olive oil. Okay, it turns out that that's the worst possible thing you can do is to cook in olive oil, to even use um, extra, extra, extra virgin, virgin, virgin olive oils as a salad dressing um, or so forth, or you're eating canned fish that are packed in oil, olive oil. These sorts of things will uh, result in plaque in your arteries because it's inflammation of the arteries uh, resulting from plaque from oxidized oils, particularly olive oil and coconut oil. And um, uh, it's just the opposite of what doctors have told people. When they came out with no, no, no cooking. You don't use it as a salad dressing. Absolutely not. Not at all. To oil, do you, do you recommend None. any oil at all? No, 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 no oil. No. Recommend. Okay, I like butter from whole milk. Okay. Yeah, you want whole milk butter, and I like salted butter because the more salt, and the more salt you use, the lower your blood pressure goes, which is just the opposite of what doctors say. The higher sodium you take in, the higher sodium you take in, the lower your blood pressure goes, and so you want to be sure to use salted butter. Organic butter. That's correct. Uh huh. And I get I get cage free vegetarian fed diet eggs. Uh, that should be good, shouldn't it? Well, I don't know. It depends on what the chickens are being supplemented with. Okay. It's a hundred percent vegetarian diet. And no, but what are they three. being supplemented with? Because a 100% vegetarian diet is not going to have all the nutrients in it. So they have to give them some supplements, okay? And that's what I would do. I'd say, hey, if you're selling these eggs, I want to see what the chickens are being fed. I want to know what's the, what they're being supplemented with so I know it's coming through in the eggs. So because And you, you should be supplementing with a basic healthy start pack, which has all 90 essential nutrients in it, 16 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 minutes, and 3 fatty acids. And then you can be a vegetarian. You can be a successful vegetarian as long as you stay away from gluten, wheat, brown, and oats. You stay away from oils. So the only fat you would suggest is, is a whole whole butter fat. That's correct. Or, or, or from whole milk. Okay, or butter. I actually have a CD. Personally? No, this is it. Okay. This is now. it. Oh, so 860health.com has all you, the rest of your information? That's correct. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you so much for the call, Lamar. I'll mention, by the way, either to the website at 860health.com or you can call, if you prefer, 650-733-9355. Okay, I think we've got time to at least 
squeeze one more call in here. Let's grab, uh, where are we going, Jarrell? Walnut Creek, is that right? Uh, no, we're going to San Carlos, a little closer to my home. Debbie, thanks so much for holding. Come on in with your question for Dr. Joel Wallach. Hi, Dr. Wallach. Hi. My name is Debbie, and I have a couple of questions for you. I have my niece, Devin, here with me, and she is um, 27 years old and currently um, suffering from vertigo. Okay. Um, about, Stop. Um, Stop. I just months. need to know, what does she weigh? Uh, what's your weight? Yeah. 165. Okay. Now, vertigo is, is, can be called Meniere's disease. It can be called Wallach's vertigo. They named it after me when I figured out what causes it. It's actually caused by osteoporosis of the skull. And usually people with osteoporosis of the skull, they can get receding gums. They can get loose teeth. They can get t- uh, tinnitus or ringing in the ears. Uh, they get uh, vertigo uh, or feel like uh, motion sickness and sometimes they'll be a little nausea with it. That's because the vestibular branch of the eighth cranial nerve is being squeezed as it's formed and the brain comes out through the skull. When you have osteoporosis of the skull, to, make, to sort of try and make up for the difference of not having enough minerals in your bone, all of your bones, including your skull bones and your jaw bones, will make more connective tissue, more bone matrices, actually kind of like the rebar of the bone. And the tunnels that these nerves are coming through, including the eighth cranial nerve, are filling up with this bone matrix, this rebar, and is squeezing those nerves and that's why you have vertigo and you might even have tinnitus or ringing in the ears. So your body weight, I would go ahead and take what we call two, uh, what we would call the uh, healthy bone and joint packs, two healthy bone and joint packs. And I would go ahead and take a full dose of everything twice a day. And stay away from all the bad foods, the fried foods, processed meats, oils, and glutens, wheat, brother, and oats, no carbonated drinks. Stay away from sugar. And um, two healthy bone and joint packs per month, a full dose of breakfast and dinner, and they're going to give your niece the nutrients necessary for her to support and promote maintenance repair of her skull and her jaw. And um, in, in the healthy bone and joint pack, there's a jar, a wide mouth jar of what we call CM cream. It's an anti-inflammatory cream. She can put a quarter of a teaspoon in her ears in her morning when she wakes up with a Q-tip like she's trying to get wax out of her ears. And that will help relieve the inflammation around the roots of those nerves. And oftentimes you get a, a significant reduction in the vertigo and ringing in the ears just by putting that CM cream in there. But it's going to take um, anywhere from six to eight weeks to support maintenance repair of that skull and the rest of the bones in her body because osteoporosis can go away. It's not a um, genetic thing. It's not a thing of aging because your niece is young. But it is osteoporosis of the skull, easily reversed. Okay? All right. That covered the question for you there, Debbie? I, I, it did. I have one other question if I might ask. Sure, please. Uh, my mom is 79 years old, and she is suffering from uh, continuous E. coli infection as well as um, having to urinate, and she has to catheter herself because her bladder doesn't work properly. She's also a diabetic, and she does do insulin, and I, I can't get her off the Western medicine. Okay, how much does she weigh? She weighs about 150 pounds. She's very small, about five foot okay. one and a half. So she's five foot one, and she weighs 150 pounds. Okay, now does she have any? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Does she have any other issues? Does she have any skin problems? Any eczema, dermatitis, psoriasis, or rosacea? No. She has okay. Does she have any? Okay. Does she have any other things like um, high blood pressure, asthma, bronchitis, anything like that? No. Okay. All right. Well, I would go ahead and give her. Um, let's see. Two. 
because she has diabetes, she said I would give her two of the healthy brain and heart packs per month, and then I would get the Sweeties and throw in the Sweeties, get two bottles of Sweeties so she could take three of those twice a day. If she's on medication for her diabetes, what she can do is actually uh, take her fasting blood sugar in, in the morning before she medicates herself, and as the medication, or excuse me, as her blood sugar drops, and it will, she reduces the medication as her doctor taught her to do. Now, the E. coli thing and the bladder thing, I want to get to that. Um, do you know if she's shrunken since she was in her 20s? Has she shrunk oh, yeah. any? She's, yeah, she used to be 5'2 and a half, and now she's probably about 5'1. She's very small. So she's, she's lost an inch and a half in height, okay? So this chronic urinary thing and sort of this bladder thing where she might get urgency, she might have um, uh, something where she's just constantly dribbling urine, or, and the doctor will say she's got a UTI, urinary tract infection, she's got burning on urination. No, it's the back problem. Because when you, you lose an inch and a half in height, what happens is the, as the vertebrae get closer together because the disc, she got, she got degenerative disc disease, and um, the degenerative disc disease um, allows the vertebrae to get closer together, and roots, they smash the roots, of these uh, sciatic nerves in her low back, and that's what's causing the bladder problem. It's not a bladder problem. It's not E. coli, okay? It's a it's it's she the nerves being squeezed to control the bladder. They told us that she has also a call. And I apologize. I'm getting a call on the same phone. I apologize. But anyway, uh, she also needs to get two uh, bottles of glucogel, so she takes 15 of those a day and promote maintenance repair of cartilage, ligaments, tendons, connective tissue, disc between the vertebrae, bone matrix, and bone itself. Okay? All right, Debbie, thanks so much for your call. We appreciate hearing from you tonight. Dr. Wallach, you've been so gracious in in staying over more than an extra half hour here. We certainly appreciate your time and uh, hope we get a chance to spend some time with you again soon. Oh, we'd be honored, sir. Thank you so much, Craig. I just really appreciate uh, uh, being with you. You're just great. Your listeners are great. God bless you, and I know he loves you. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Wallach. I'll mention again for listeners, we've discussed a lot of issues here tonight. If you didn't get your question answered, I apologize. We're plumb out of time here, but you can get more information available about Dr. Wallach's books, videos, and health supplements by going to 860health.com, 860health.com, or you can call 655 or again at 860health.com. There's lots of books. There are video presentations up there, lots of more information, uh, detailed information rather, in relationship to uh, hopefully the issue or health matter that you are um, faced with. All right. Our thanks to Dr. Joel Wallach for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. We're at 5, five 6, hello, 6 o'clock, time warp. <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. 6.30 from KFAX, a look at traffic right now. Michael Bennett's got an update for you from the KFAX Traffic Center. Michael. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. When you think about it, I think most of us that are married can agree that we tend to focus on the sense of happiness and satisfaction out of our marriage relationships and not necessarily looking at marriage from the viewpoint of the purpose of marriage based on the outcome of a God-centered kingdom marriage. Everyone no doubt agrees that a good marriage is more pleasant and beneficial than an unhappy one, but equally important, a good marriage is supposed to be a model of the heavenly union that God created. 
Joining us today on the program is the founder and president of the Urban Alternative. He's senior pastor at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas and speaker on the nationally syndicated program, The Alternative. Great to have with us today on the program, Dr. Tony Evans. And as always, Pastor, a privilege to have you on the show. I'm delighted to be with you. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about this new book that you've written, Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure. It it strikes me as unique in that, unlike many of the books out there on the topic of marriage, you take us all the way back. In fact, you extrapolate examples of how each spouse, man and woman, um, should behave and treat each other based on that first union that we see, that union model between Adam and Eve. Tell us more about that. Often and unfortunately, marriages are not tied to God's purpose. They're just tied to uh, the pleasure that people want to get out of it, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when God created the first marriage, the first couple, brought the first two singles together, it was to fulfill a divine purpose, in fact, three purposes. Uh, He said, we're going to make man male and female, and first purpose would be that they would be a reflection of who we are. Um, made in our image. An image is a mirror. So we want to mirror in the physical realm what we are like in the invisible spiritual realm. Well, God is one God composed of three co-equal persons who are one in essence and yet distinct in personhood. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Spirit, but they make up one family or one Godhead. So what God wanted to do was mirror that in the creation of mankind. In fact, when God relates to history, one member proceeds from the other. The Father sends the Son, the Son sends the Holy Spirit. So that's why uh, Adam came from Eve and a baby comes from, uh, 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 excuse me, Eve came from Adam and a baby comes from Eve because that's how history proceeds, like God proceeds into history. So God God is looking for a mirror. So when you detach God from what marriage is, why marriage is, and how marriage works, the mirror becomes distorted. The second reason was for not only reflection, but for replication. Be fruitful and multiply. But multiply what? Not just multiply people, multiply images. God wants mirrors to produce new mirrors. And so the idea of childbearing is to create mirrors that are a reflection of the parents who are a reflection of God. Then the third reason is for ruling and let them rule. So men and women in the marriage and the development of families were to exercise dominion over what God created. So the reason why Satan wants to destroy marriage is not just because he wants two unhappy people. He wants to destroy God's purpose of dominion or ruling so that we wind up being ruled by him than ruling over the creation God has placed under our authority. You know, Pastor Evans, one of the complaints that we often hear from women who are frustrated in their marriage relationship, they'll say things like, well, you know, I got into this marriage and I understand from a biblical perspective that my husband is supposed to be the head of the family, but my husband shows no sense of responsibility whatsoever. He doesn't do a good job at work. Uh, he, he seems to not necessarily take charge when it comes to work with me and raising our children, things of this sort. And I'm struck by the fact that inside of the new book, Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure, very early on, you extrapolate a very important lesson for men. And that is the notion that even before God gave Adam Eve, he gave Adam responsibility. Expand upon that, would you please? 
Absolutely, because if a man is not willing to be responsible under God, then he can't be properly responsible for the one God places under him. Mm. And so it would be the responsibility of the man and the accountability of the man to own responsibility under God. And that, therefore, God gave him a job, God gave him a home, the Garden of Eden, God gave him his commandments, and he gave him responsibility to name all the animals. He was to be a successful single before he could be a responsible husband. And uh, unfortunately today, far too many women are marrying men who have not owned that responsibility under God. In fact, the biblical definition of a man is responsibility under God. Exodus chapter 34, verses 23 and 24, God calls all the men of Israel meet with him and to to give them instruction on how they were to to function as men and then he says then I'll send you back to your family because the family would be in jeopardy if the men failed and so God always starts with the man that's why in the garden God said Adam where are you not Adam and Eve where are y'all <laughs> I guess this can also be an important lesson for women to understand that, you know, there's often this sense, we hear it said all the time, that a woman will marry a man, she recognizes he has some shortcomings and faults, but thinks that once I marry him, I'll get him fixed. And in fact, as you're suggesting here, women should be watching very carefully as to the kind of man that they think might make a good husband, because their sense of responsibility, particularly in their relationship to God in single life, is oftentimes a harbinger or an indicator of what they're going to be marrying into, isn't it? Well, yes, certainly, and two things need to happen. First of all, you need to answer the question, if this man never changes, am I willing to live with him as he is for the rest of his life? Because what you don't want to do is you you don't want to project a change that may never happen. Secondly of all, he should have to pass the test of another man who is the kind of man that you respect and honor so that there's other eyes, it should be the father of the of the woman, but if it's not, some mature Christian man, so he's got to pass the test of another man and, and not just the emotional test of the woman who's in love with the man. A sense of uh, servanthood here is important. We certainly see that modeled throughout Scripture in relationship to uh, our relationship to God and God's relationship to us. We also see it demonstrated when it comes to the design for a marriage relationship. And oftentimes men are very easy to sort of default back to the, well, God set me up as the head of the family here, and so my wife must be subservient to me. But yet in the pages of Kingdom Marriage, you suggest that this sense of headship applies to both husband and wife. What do you mean by that? Well, first of all, we, we, we have to understand that the First uh, Corinthians 11.3, God is over Christ. It says Christ is over every man, a man is over a woman. Everybody comes under the authority of somebody else. So just as the husband claims headship over the wife, Christ claims headship over the husband. And Christ's headship over the husband trumps the husband's headship over the wife, because you are obligated to the one at the top of this pyramid. And of course, Christ and God are perfect. But a man has a head. So if you're expecting your wife to submit to you, then she should see what it looks like when you submit to Christ. And if you're not submitting to Christ, then you shouldn't be shocked that you're having trouble getting her to submit to you, because all she's reflecting is your lack of submission. So it is critical that men come under authority if they expect to be in authority. 
It's always struck me as interesting as uh, men are often uh, uh, quick to remind women that they should uh, they should uh, uh, be obedient to their husbands, and yet the the continuation of that passage says, "In husbands, you should love your wives as Christ loved the church." And of course, if we look at that model, we realize well. Christ so loved the church that while we were yet in our sins and uh, not walking in fellowship with him, that he, in fact, gave his life for the church. That certainly resets that whole, that whole notion of the relationship then between men and women, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. It's, uh, it, it means that you must become your wife's savior. And the last time I saw a savior, he was on a cross. Mm-hmm. So if you're not willing to sacrifice at all, then you're not really to, willing, ready and willing to love like Christ loved. If you're just joining our conversation, a visit today with Dr. Tony Evans. Of course, you recognize the voice. He is speaker on The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, nationally syndicated on some 1,000 radio stations across the country. He is also senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas and the author of a new book called Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure, newly published by Focus on the Family Books. We'll take a brief time out, come back to more of our conversation as our visit with Dr. Tony Evans continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Welcome back to Lifeline on this edition. We are privileged to have join us on the program Dr. Tony Evans. Of course, Dr. Evans is senior pastor at Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, speaker on the nationally syndicated The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, and the author of a new book, Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure. One of the things that you talk about in the book, Dr. Evans, as we mentioned before the break, is the sense of of learning to submit ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I guess that's a really key component, because if we expect to be able to live out the marriage union in the fashion in which God called it to be, way back there in the Garden of Eden, we really need to understand what submission to God or Jesus' Lordship really means, don't we? Absolutely. It means what he says goes. Uh, why you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say, the Lord says. So that means I'm sub- I am committed to obeying him, and my decisions will reflect his decisions. So that means I want to know what he thinks about the things related to my life, my world, my family, my finances, and I bring his thinking to the table to bear when I deal with my responsibilities as a husband and a father. When I ignore that or don't care to learn about that, then what I'm saying is I'm not obligated to find out what my head thinks, even though I'm demanding that my wife and children find out what <laughs> what uh, what I think. And so it becomes a conflict, and it, and what it does is creates division. And once you have division, you've invited God out of the relationship. See, God can only function in unity. He cannot, he cannot be at home where there's disunity. So Satan creates disunity because we are out of alignment in order to keep God at bay, leading to ongoing conflicts in the, in the home. Let's talk about some of these um, examples of division or disunity within the marriage relationship. Uh, One thought that came to mind as I was reading your book in preparation for our conversation today, and again, for folks just tuning in, we're visiting with Dr. Tony Evans. He's got a new book out called Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure. And Dr. Evans, a couple of weeks ago, a good friend of mine got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, stumbled, and busted his shin up against an exercise bike in the bedroom. And this has turned 
turned into a major ordeal that what seemed to be at first just a little scrape eventually got infected. Now it's becoming a wound that won't heal, and there's been multiple visits to the doctor's office and prescription of antibiotics and so forth, and it's, it's still an ordeal that he's dealing with. And I'm struck in that example by um, one of the sections of the book where you talk about the comparison between physical wounds and emotional wounds and how even in that case, something that starts out to be basic or simple can grow into a festering open wound that can have really severe um, implications for challenges or problems in a marriage relationship. Tell us more about that. Well, absolutely. Um, As you said, in the physical realm, wounds that may be simple once become infected can become very complicated and very damaging to our physical body. So the scars that we carry by things we say, attitudes we have, uh, actions we take can uh, start off maybe in our minds small, but when it gets infected, uh, it, it produces devastations in the relationship. That's why when there is a wound, it needs to be bandaged, and uh, you you got to put some ointment on it pretty quickly so that infection doesn't get in it. That's why the Lord doesn't want us to go to bed angry before He wants us to deal with it before the sun goes down, because time will bring about infection when wounds are unaddressed. And so what we want to do is to make sure that we are caring for our mates, caring for our marriages, and doing it on a regular basis so that it's not allowed to uh, uh, deteriorate. Many couples go days, months, and then years without having addressed some things in their relationships that could have been solved easier earlier if they took it more seriously. So uh, it, take, it, it means prioritizing the well-being of the relationship as quickly as possible. And a lot of this also tends to snowball, as you're suggesting, and then that sense of of being wounded turns into anger, bitterness, resentment, ultimately unforgiveness, and that can become a major roadblock in the success of any marriage relationship. But what do you say to the person listening right now who says, well, Dr. Evans, here's what you don't understand. I, I, I have a spouse that has hurt me and wounded me, and he or she has never taken the time to apologize and I'm just so hurt and upset about all of this. How can I possibly forgive an unrepentant spouse? Well, there are, there are two kinds of forgiveness. First of all, there is, um, there is individual forgiveness where I release a person from a, a wrong done to me, even though they've not asked uh, for forgiveness. Uh, one time I was, uh, a guy ran into my car. And, uh, and and then ran off and then uh, drove off. So here I'm, I'm going around with a dent that I didn't create. And every time I look at that dent, uh, I'm reminded, I'm, I'm upset about what that man did who did not apologize and did not seek to right the wrong. But what that dent was doing, it was controlling me and controlling my emotions and controlling my feelings. So I had to release that person even though they, they, they hadn't apologized so that I wouldn't have to live with the debt. And that was the decision of my will. But what, what that didn't mean was that I was reconciled with that person because sometimes people put those two together and those are two, two they related, but they're two distinct acts. On the other hand, there's transactional forgiveness where a person, uh, I forgive a person and they have repented, which opens the door for reconciliation. So what this person is saying is there's, there's an individual, uh, I'm having trouble forgiving them because there's no transaction. They haven't asked for forgiveness. But what I would recommend a person to do is to sit down with their spouse and say, one, 
you hurt me by doing A, B, and C whenever it was done. I'm still carrying the pain of that wound. I just want to let you know that I'm going to release you from that so that I don't walk around with a dent in my soul. But I also want to let you know we can never fully be reconciled and have a meaningful, dynamic, growing relationship until you're willing to address the sin and infraction against me. That way you've defined forgiveness properly, but you've also clarified what it takes for a reconciliation to occur. And there really needs to be then some sense of surrendering from both sides, doesn't there, in, in the sense that the wounded or the, the bruised spouse needs to surrender some of that anger and resentment that is a result of, of the infraction and the individual who created the wound in the first place can, has to kind of surrender some of that ego that perhaps stands in the way from the ability to say, you know what, I recognize I hurt you, and I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the, the, the person who committed the sin needs to repent, and repentance, repentance is not just a word. It's a turning. So they should see actions, fruit, that demonstrates you really mean it, you really meant what you said by things you do that are different, that they can see, touch, taste, smell, and hear. We're obviously, Dr. Evans, in this short period of time, not going to be able to do much more than just kind of hit some of the highlights of uh, all of the wealth of insights that you offer inside the pages of Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure. But before we leave you, I'd like to have you perhaps spend a moment and talk about a concept that you discuss at length in the book, and that is this notion of filling your spouse's love account. What exactly is that, and what are the benefits? Well, I, I, you know, when I get the couples, I, I tell the man to do four things, and I tell the woman to do one thing. I tell the man, number one, every day express something of value, something small of value that lets your wife know she matters, like a, 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 an unexpected phone call, a non-sexual hug, a note left in a inconspicuous place, a um, cupping her hand, something small but done regularly because men are torrid for being inconsistent that lets her know you are on my mind. Secondly of all, to pray with her daily. Uh, and I, uh, when I say daily, I mean regularly because I know you won't hit it every day. But, but let her know that God is a part of this relationship and you're going to bring your relationship, your marriage, your family before God on a regular basis. Thirdly, give her one hour a week where she can vent, up to one hour. She can't take more than that, but one hour so that nothing is allowed to be built up. That means you don't get to be nagged, but she doesn't have to hold it in for weeks and months because she has this freedom where you're undistracted, no football games, baseball games, talking about golf anything else you she she can zero in on your eyes and she can share if you if she's doing this every week well she won't need the whole hour after a while because then it won't have accumulated and then uh fourthly uh make sure you're dating her and by dating her i don't mean asking her what do you want to do today i mean you you doing things that are fun for both of you you can't discuss any problems on a date that's strictly for fun and you do it on a regular basis given you know the realities of your life then I ask the woman to do one thing, make a big deal about his four things if he does them. Just celebrate the fact that he's showing you attention, praying with you, listening to you, dating you, because that will inspire him to keep doing it because he sees there's a great payoff. So everybody wins in that situation, and everybody's tank stay full, and nobody gets to run on empty and live on fumes. Some tremendous insights inside the pages of a new book by Dr. Tony Evans. It's called Kingdom Marriage, Connecting God's Purpose with Your Pleasure. Again, newly released by 
Focus on the Family Publishing. You'll find it at the usual suspects, Amazon.com. You can also order the book directly online by going to Pastor Evans' website, simply TonyEvans.org. That's TonyEvans.org. Well, Dr. Evans, as always, we certainly appreciate both the time and the wealth of insights and knowledge on God's Word that you share. Thanks so much for being with us today. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Media Group, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.